we go in depth here on the Browns' first three selections, Martin Emerson, Alex Wright, David Bell, with our buddy Pete Smith from SportsIllustrated.com. All that more on your latest Locked on Browns. You are Locked on Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends, your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound, LGB on the LOB, Lockdown Browns Podcast, brought to you by Lockdown Podcast Network. Your host, Jeff Lloyd, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Show itself at Lockdown Browns. Follow back account. DMs are always open on both accounts. Questions, ideas, thoughts. Go ahead. Feel free to jump in uh, anytime over there. Uh, I appreciate everybody who makes Lockdown Browns their first listen every single day. A uh, bunch of new, new listeners over the week, through the weekend. Um, again, Lockdown Browns, we're here five days a week. Um, you know, you get a weekend like draft weekend. Obviously, we're here a lot more often. Appreciate everybody being along, you know, for the ride. And again, for making Lockdown Browns their first listen. We're going to sit down today. Sports Illustrated's Pete Smith is in the house. Get Pete's thoughts here. We're going to cover the first six selections uh, from the weekend here, you know, we'll do another episode with Pete. We'll get to the final three, you know, some UDFA thoughts. One quick thing, UDFA-wise, uh, um, Browns brought in offensive line in Boston College, Ben Petrula. Um, funny enough, um, you know, as everybody knows, I don't live in Cleveland. I don't live in Ohio. Uh, I live in New Jersey. I live in Freehold, New Jersey. Ben Petrula is a Freehold, New Jersey native, was a really good player through the system growing up here. Um, when you're in New Jersey, like most states, um, the parochials come calling. He ended up playing, you know, most of his high school football uh, up in North Jersey, St. Peter's Prep, a uh, school that once produced a player like Jarrell Peppers. Um, so Ben Patrol, kind of interesting, fun, you know, probably, you know, one in a million shot that we'll have a player from, you know, my hometown actually being somewhat a part of the Cleveland Browns, but Ben Petrula, um, part of the UDFA class of 2022 for Andrew Barry and company. Pete Smith is here. We are going to sit down. We are going to break into it. And I'm going to give a little props to my boy here. Um, you know, when you're doing shows, obviously you need things handy, screens open, this thing and the other thing. I drop a quick Google search, Cleveland Browns 2022 NFL draft class. All I send in, boom, what's the first one that comes up? My man, my boy, Pete Smith. Uh, so his article here. Um, but Pete, I think everybody, of course, at first year deflated the trade away from 44 all the way down to 68. Um, but I was on a uh, show Wednesday night with Jake Burns. Jake Burns was actually out in Vegas for the draft. And, you know, we had talked about, you know, certain players' positions, this, that, and the other thing. And he's like, Jeff, you know, in your opinion, do you think there's a positional group that this team will never not be interested in? And I think there's a couple for the Browns, um, you know, certainly edge, certainly safety. But I said to Jake, I said, I don't think the Cleveland Browns are never not in the cornerback business. Um, look, Joe Woods, we've talked about his epiphany for defensive backs for years now on this show. Um, Emerson brings something to the room, a little different with his size. Um, and I'm sure with the thought process um, you know, being interested in cornerback, there was a thought of would we move on from a quarterback. And apologies to Troy Hill for calling you Ty all weekend, but Troy Hill traded back to the Los Angeles Rams. Um, you know, so this might have been one. If there's a cornerback we like, maybe we're interested in moving on from Troy Hill. So it worked out that way. But Pete, cornerback, 
Martin Emerson, Mississippi State, you know, first thing for me, look, you played in the SEC. Um, the other thing kind of stands out is um, battle-tested, obviously. Um, willing tackler, so you kind of wonder, and maybe you see a role where special teams can be something we know it's going to be a part of his career early. Is there other things we may view him as? Is he a big nickel? Is he another guy we can use in this rotation of safeties? Again, another thing that Joe Woods loves. But, Pete, Martin Emerson, first one off the board for the Browns this weekend, pick 68 overall. Yeah, I was pleasantly surprised because I really liked him. I watched him quite a bit. Uh, and I didn't think the Browns would be interested because he's his own corner who doesn't offer you know top-end speed. Um, they have a bunch of really fast guys, um, but they went ahead and took him. Um, Troy Hill obviously was traded after the fact, but even if he wasn't, he was going to be on uh, one year left on his deal. And then he was going to be gone. And then Greedy Williams has one year on his deal and he's probably going to be gone. Um, so it made sense for them to get a corner as far as Emerson. I just like the way he plays. Um, he's a prick. Uh, he's got, you know, Pete, that, we love Pete. We love our pricks at the quarterback position. Jairi Alexander, uh, our dude last year from Oregon. But Thomas Graham, if you just don't, aren't going to shut up and look, as much as sometimes this may lead to a penalty, guys love playing with guys like this. You know this. I know this. Everybody, you know, not everybody is a crap talker. So when you got somebody that's going to basically handle it for the team, guys like having that. Well, he, he, I don't know how much he actually talks. It's not, you know, Thomas Graham was a legend. Uh, but uh, <laughs> it, he's just, a, he's a guy who who's in a street fight off the line of scrimmage. He's, he, he presses, he presses really, he's got a big body, he's strong. He's got reasonably long arms and he's got a good punch. So you got to beat him off the line before you can do anything. He's not afraid to come up and tackle. Uh, and, he, and he gets his hands on the ball, even though he's, he's the, the third corner the Browns have taken that uh, basically has done nothing in terms of interceptions. Greg Newsom, I think, had one in his whole career. Emerson has one in yep. his career. Uh, Denzel Ward didn't have many. Uh, I don't remember what Greedy had. I think he had a bunch as a freshman. Uh, but, you know, you look at him and you go, well, where does he fit? To me, I think he fits in the slot. Um, I think that's where you're ultimately going to put him. I I've heard any number of people suggest that uh, Greg Newsom's going to play in the slot. And then that allows Greedy Williams to play on the boundary. Okay. I mean, that may happen, but just the way the Browns operate, they have guys who tend to miss time. So I wouldn't expect, wouldn't be surprised to see him there. Uh, I always, you know, I watch him and I always thought he played corner like a safety, uh, which, you know, I didn't, you know, that's sort of dooming him by saying he should be a safety. But what I do think is that because of having Ronnie Harrison, who's effectively a linebacker is that box safety guy. It wouldn't surprise me in the least if they get in obvious passing situations and they put Emerson as that dime back because he is big enough to do it. Uh, obviously it's going to depend on how well he can hit the ground running. But like I said, I just like the way he plays. I love kids who play like this. He's 21 years old. Um, I, I like, I was supr genuinely surprised they took him, but, but I really like the pick. I know there were other guys you and I both like that maybe we, we we thought they they would have taken there. Um, and one, I think they actually got outmaneuvered on in in uh, Nick Cross. Uh, but Colts are dead to me. Dead and, to me, Colts. And Drake Jackson. I I think the Browns got sort of outmaneuvered on both of those. Um, well, but anyway, the Browns 
<laughs> According to a source near the, close to the Vikings, uh, the Browns had a deal in place to move up to 59th pick with the Vikings. Um, I don't know if it was for Drake Jackson for sure. I just know Drake Jackson went in the next four picks, as did uh, James Cook, the running back out of Georgia, who the Browns had in for a visit. Um, the Browns ultimately got cold feet and didn't pull the trigger, and then uh, the Vikings took Ed Ingram. But that was what I was told, is that there was a deal in place. Um, like I said, I think it was for Jake Jackson, but we'll see. But, yeah, so Emerson just has a lot to like. Uh, you know, Jake Burns made an interesting argument that uh, that maybe he could play the backside, uh, basically the back backside uh, corner uh, for situations because of how because of how they use cover three. That's interesting. I'm curious to see if it happens. I mean, obviously the Browns like to cross train their corners to see what they can do. Um, but like I said, I think ultimately he ends up in the slot. He excels with hands-on. The Browns aren't really a press team um, on the boundary, uh, but that, which makes it all more likely I think he ends up in the slot in one form or another. Well, and the other thing, though, is you know I, I, I appreciate everybody trying to still you know give props to Greedy Williams, um, but the Browns know with a player like Greedy Williams, at any given point, something could flare up. And he's gone for a little bit. And look, this is no disrespect to, you know, just greedy in general. I talked about this, you know, yesterday. Every Browns corner missed time last year. Every single one of them. So this is an issue and a question of, you know, we rely defensively against the pass of a really strong pass rush and really strong coverage. So, you know, we, you know, we want four or five guys and, you know, this might not be your week and you're not going to get a lot of reps. But, oh, now so-and-so is down for 10 days boom, you're going to see a lot of reps this week. So it's just basically protecting what the theory and the premise is of what your strength is of your defense by bringing in more corners. Um, certainly plays with, you know, fire, passion. And look, these guys, they light you up. These are the guys, you know, you kind of like. And it's one of those, all right, yeah, that's fine. Beat me this time, that's fine. But guess what? Next time I'm coming, I'm coming really, really hard. And, you know, I'm going to light you up, you know. So players that play with that type of thing. And the rule itself, you're to, moving on from Troy Hill. Go ahead. I was just going to say, to be clear, he, you know, the Browns just had MJ Stewart. Uh, MJ Stewart was a press corner at North Carolina. Obviously, the, they didn't draft him. But when they got him, they took a, a, a boundary press corner and moved him inside. They may be sort of doing the same thing with him. Um, and incidentally, he goes by MJ. There we go. Um, and you know, just to close this out, I'm going to tell you folks right now, um, Pete and I, we really haven't got to talk this weekend as far as just messaging back and forth. Yes. Um, so you're going to get, you know, the next two picks and we'll just, you know, run back a couple more episodes for y'all. That's just the way we're going to have to roll with this. Um, but we do have to take care of you know, the fine sponsors of the Lockdown Network and, of course, Lockdown Browns. We're going to get to that now. We will get back to the next selection for your Cleveland Browns. And this one was an interesting one, kind of set a trend, and we'll go with that here um, when we get to back uh, to Alex, the selection of Alex uh, right with Pete Smith, your latest Locked on Browns. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports Info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of Major League Baseball season. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today 
or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. Pete, moving on, uh, the Browns um, selection here. And Pete, I knew this wasn't the guy you actually talked about a ton. This was a guy I really felt was intriguing. And I'm not saying you had a thought either way. It was just a guy I didn't see you mention a ton. Um, Alex Wright selected out of University of Alabama, uh, Alabama Birmingham. Um, th- no, he was never six foot seven, and that was always a weird, t- weird, weird talk. You saw my tape. You know what six foot seven looks like on a football field. You watch basketball. Everybody looks like they're six foot seven. Six foot seven on a football field stands out. You knew he was tall. Um, but the Browns select a little bit over six foot five, two hundred seventy pounds. Alex Wright. He was productive. Seven and a half sacks. Knows how to seem, seems to know how to use his length, Pete. But the other thing is he, you know, look, there's going to be a jump. And we talk about this. It seems, you know, once every draft cycle, Andrew Berry will go a little bit lower out of a power five for a guy he likes. This year it was Alex Wright. But, you know, you look at the size of Miles Garrett. You look at the size of Jadavian Clowney, who they really likes. And not only did they do that here with Alex Wright, they did it later down the road with Isaiah Thomas, but just big, long, lengthy. And, you know, the length sometimes, if you're not going to get home, can disrupt things. And it, it's a nice you know, thing to have. Curtis Weaver's still here. He's not that type of guy. Porter Gustin was one of those guys. Maybe this is why the Browns front office tried for the last two years. But it was time to upgrade the depth. And anybody who thinks that any of these moves triggers whether or not Jadavian Clowney comes back, I don't see that. I think it's more of we want four guys who kind of are built like Miles Garrett and Jadavian Clowney, even though we understand they're not as athletic to them. It seems like they have a type here, really tall, really long DNs uh, pick here, obviously, uh, you know, at um, 70, uh, I'm sorry, 78 overall, Alex Wright, edge out of University of Alabama, member Birmingham. Yeah, he's not a guy I watched a ton of. Um, Sam Penix. Um, it was was sort of our resident fanboy. The young uh, content guys, Corey Kinnon, Sam Penix, these guys love them. Yeah, uh, the younger guys. Yeah, they, they were they were higher on him than I was. Um, I to me when he was listed six seven, I thought he looked it on the field. That's just how tall he tends to play. He's so uh, long. he was playing in. Well, I mean, keep in mind who he was playing against. Well, it's just he 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 doesn't play with great pad level yet. Um, he, he you know hopefully putting his hand on the ground will help. But it's just he's got to get more flexible, among other things. I think he's an aspirational pick. Um, if anything else, the, the the thing I learned from this draft is the Browns value arm length on defensive ends. It's a big deal. Um, Andrew Berry has not picked a defensive end, um, at least not without, you know, he, he did with sort of did with uh, Sashi Brown. But this is the first year he, he, he made the selection. And from uh, Emmanuel Ogba to Carl Nassib, to Miles Garrett, to to these two, because the Browns hadn't drafted a D-end um, in a while. Uh, they're all, you know, uh, uh, Isaiah Thomas is the shortest at like 33 and three-fourths. They're all long, uh, 34, 34, 35 inches. Um, so that is a big deal. So my boy Carl Loftus, they probably weren't in on it. Um, the other part of this is obviously, look, they they seem to be very happy with the defense they're running. I, I'm still convinced that if they had a legitimate, like they, they tried to sign Von Miller, I think uh, the that 
that Joe Woods would have been perfectly happy to adjust to that. But since they have the defense they have, um, which I think is absolutely going to include Jadevian Clowney, or at least the Browns are very intent on that happening. Um, they got guys that can sort of continue that. Alex Wright is a base end with length and hopefully power. He's got pretty good hips, um, but he's got a, a lot to learn. I, I, you know, people talking about him sliding inside to rush the passer. I get that that is something they would like him to do, but I don't see that happening as a rookie. Um, I just, there's, there's just too much. One, the Browns actually have some depth there now. And two, he's just got so much to learn. I'm very curious to see what his learning curve is like, but to me, and, and I'm going to go back and watch more of him and, and hopefully get you know a, a more uh, understanding of, of what he can do. But to me, he is the Anthony Schwartz of this draft. Uh, that doesn't mean he's a bad pick. It just means that you take him, with the understanding it's going to take a, a pretty decent runway to get him to where they need to be. And that's clearly something they believe can happen. Uh, but uh, in terms of ready to contribute day one, I think it's going to be a while. Um, so it sounds like what you're saying to me, Pete, is, you know, here's a guy, you know, the reps could be limited, um, but it's also going to be maybe there's some things where we're going to ask you to do, you know, as far as dime defense, third and long, we, we may ask you to play on the inside and guess what? Push, get your hands up or here's an opportunity. It's you and a tackle. There's not going to be a lot put on his plate while he's trying to absorb, you know, NFL speed. And it's going to be a jump from UAB and the conference that he played into going to the NFL. But, you know, you take a player like this and just make it simple. We talked about NJ Stewart in 2020 several times. The Browns weren't really sure what he was good at. So guess what? Make it easy. Go get the quarterback. Just blitz. Blitz this gap. That's all we need you to do. And do it hard. Um, so I think with a player like Alex Wright, the correct approach to take with a player like Alex Wright is put him in situations where he doesn't have to think. He can just play as he gets you know acclimated to NFL life, NFL speed. Well, they're going to sign a veteran defensive end. I assume it's going to be Clowney, but if it's not, they're going to sign somebody. They are not going to walk out this season nope. and go, here's our starting defensive line. Miles Garrett, Tommy Tobia, that, Jordan that, Elliott. And not to cut you off real quick, but there's there's no way that they went from 44 to 68 with the thought process and the knowledge in the back of their heads of Jadavian Clowney doesn't want anything to do with us. I think that was that was really telling about that point because if you need to get a starting edge and look, you weren't going to get Jadavian Clowney at 44, but if you didn't think Jadavian Clowney was coming back, you needed to pick an edge at 44. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, yeah, I, I, I tend to agree with that. Um, I, I think the Browns took the approach. They, 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 they believe that they're going to get somebody, whether it's him or not, I assume it will be him. Um, so they took guys that upgrade their depth. Uh, the Browns needed to do that as much as anything else. Uh, whether it's been Porter Gustin or Joe Jackson or, or some of these other guys, uh, Ifedi Odenabo, they just haven't given you much. Uh, they've given you snaps, but they haven't given you impact. So they are trying to get more impact out of that. Will it work? Remains to be seen. Uh, but to me, I, I think um, if even if they keep Clowney, as I expect they will, they don't want to run him or Garrett into the ground. Ergo, this guy's going to get a ton of reps 
over the course of camp. You know, it, it may be a lot like Nick Harris uh, over the past couple of years um, with behind J.C. Treader, where it just wasn't worth it. Uh, same with Joel Batonio. It's just not worth it. You know where these guys are at. Um, you just want them ready for the season. You don't need to work them into the ground. As opposed to a guy like Alex Wright, um, where you need every rep you can possibly get him. He needs all of them. Uh, and that's a good situation to be in, that you're, you're, at, you're at a point in terms of talent where you can, uh, you can afford yourself the opportunity to do this and then plug him into situations depending on how he looks and, and in the best uh, position to succeed which is what they've tended to do with their rookies uh, who weren't ready out of the, out of the gate. Um, you did not take Alex Wright with the expectation that this guy was going to come in and make a major contribution. If he can get there. Thank you. Uh, great. But you know, that that's sort of where we're at. Uh, the Browns have uh, right now, it, let's say if they keep Clowney, they have Miles Garrett, they have Chase Vinovich. They have some other guys that can step in and play right this second. Um, if, if Alex Wright can work himself up to, you know, DE four, that would be pretty good. Uh, but I think more likely he's going to be DE five, um, as, as they get going. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me at, at this, this rookie season. If, um, Isaiah Thomas plays more than he does. Um, but that's not an indication of the talent. That's just an indication of readiness. I, I I literally love the way you close that because I truly think that I think with Isaiah Thomas and I think it was yeah I, I thought you put something out you know the Joe Jackson type and look, Joe Jackson <laughs> was a guy who get after the court. But you want to know what the Browns love Joe Jackson they loved him look um, they, you know, you play, so much that they needed to yes but and, and here's the point and, and the thing is is you want guys and, and it hasn't changed. You know, you understand what Miles Garrett is, but there are times against the run game where, you know, he is not that guy, but that's fine. You'll settle for that when you're getting 15 sacks a year. But you kind of need your other defensive end to be like, all right, well, you know, I'm the toolsy guy. You know, you know, Miles Garrett may be the vision, has all of this, but somebody's actually got to, you know, sometimes do some of the, you know, the brunt work. And, you know, Olivier Vernon certainly did that. You know, that was one of the reasons we love the clowny signing for the Browns um, because, you know, these guys, you know, are, you know, play the run well enough and maybe you think that if it's a one year you know maybe it's whatever the deal is with Javian Clowney maybe your future at the opposite side of Miles Garrett is Alex Wright and maybe a player like Isaiah Thomas so we'll monitor that here uh we're going to come on back um we're going to get to the next selection with Pete here obviously and of course we're going to talk about David Bell out of Purdue Appreciate everybody being along for the ride today on this episode of Lockdown Browns brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and stats than ever before. Bet Online, as you all know, where the game starts. Built Bar. Cannot say enough good things about the good folks over at Built Bar. Summer is coming, and with summer, you're going to need some food on the go. Built Bars are the perfect snack to take with you on family. Vacations, trips to the beach, whatever. Yeah, throw these things in your bags, throw some in your kids' backpacks. Make sure that everyone has a bar so you're all fueled for your summer adventures. Best part about Built Bars, they're healthy and delicious. No more sacrificing delicious food for health. With Built Bar, you can have both. And it's easy. All you have to do is go to built.com 
and order now. Of course, use the promo code LOCKED15. All Built Bars and Puffs are covered in 100% real chocolates. That means that you get the Built Bar energy and eat healthy, and you also get some chocolate along with it. Have you tried the Built Puffs yet? We are going crazy for the Puffs. They come in crazy flavors like banana cream and even churro. Who doesn't want a protein bar that tastes like a churro? And they're only 140 calories. Sign me up. Sign everybody up. If that's not enough flavor for you, then you might want to try the mix box. The mix box contains over 12 bars and puffs. Bill bars. Make sure that there is something for everyone. Flavors galore. My favorite Built Bar flavor, I still like the mint chocolate. Kind of tastes like a Girl Scout uh, cookie, the mint, cho- uh, the mint chocolate uh, girl. Girl Scout cookie, delicious, easy, put, freeze them, put them in ice cream, all good stuff. The Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 10 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Go to Built.com to get all your favorites, banana cream pie, raspberry, double chocolate, and so many more. They are all delicious, and new flavors are coming out all the time. Check them out at Built.com. Go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15, all caps, no space, 15, and get 50% off your order. Again, Built.com, promo code LOCKED15. We are here in this episode brought to you by Bet Online with Pete Smith from Browns Digest on SI.com. Pete Brown's 99th pick. This is the Quessy pick. Um, you know, as everybody knows, Quessy moved on to be the general manager of the Cleveland Browns, was, of course, Andrew Berry's right-hand man. Pete, David Bell was a really, you know, these are the draft processes that you hate to see for any guy. Everybody loved David Bell on tape before we got two measurables. Almost 3,000 yards from 2019, 2020, 2021. I'm pretty sure that was the highest amount of any wide receiver in the 2022 NFL draft. Um, you know, looked strong. Obviously, got showed really well in 2020. Uh, Purdue had the other wide receiver ended up being a, a pick of the Arizona Cardinals. He didn't play a lot during the COVID year. David Bell shined. David Bell shined again in 2021 had great games against some of the biggest competition in the Big Ten. And then came the testing period. And looking back on it, Pete, jokingly, if you or I were part of the membership group of David Bell would have said, if these are the numbers, my man, you just pulled a hammy, you're not working out this draft cycle. David Bell did work out. The numbers weren't great. Production-wise, it was a solid, solid amount of production. He didn't test well ends up being a late third round pick, brings size, brings deep speed, brings a guy that can play outside, has played a ton, obviously, at Purdue on the inside. David Bell, the thing I like, Pete, kind of about this the most is, A, number one, he was knowledgeable enough while being a limited athlete in the Big Ten to be that successful. He's coming into this room, into this team, into this offense, and he needs to be able to – you know, go on the flow. And I think he's going to be able to do that. A player like David Bell, the athleticism certainly is going to hurt him at times. But look, we all loved Rashard Higgins for a lot of years here. Rashard Higgins wasn't a great athlete. He knew how to play wide receiver. And I think that's kind of what got lost with a player like David Bell is he knows what he's doing. You know, God just didn't give him the gifts that he gave some other guys. Um. Yeah, David Bell ain't fast. 
He's just not. He's slow. Um, but he's got quick feet. He's very powerful in terms of his strength. Um, that's how he creates separation. He's got good his, – his ability to run routes and um, use his feet to create separation, use his strength to create separation. He's got good hands. He's good in traffic, concentrating and catching the ball. Um, you know, he hasn't really been asked to block too much at Purdue, but that's something you would hope he'd be able to excel at. Um, he's like a some weird wide receiver tight end hybrid. Um, so – you know, in a lot of ways, he does the things that Jarvis Landry was doing for this team, which apparently the Browns like more than I do, because I had like my second to last mock draft. I had a whole thing written up on David Bell and I hated the fit so much. I went back and got rid of it and replaced it with Kyle Phillips, who I really liked as a fit because it, <laughs> it, um, it just gave you, it just gave you the ability to sort of spread the field more. Um, because you know with the Browns with the offense that sort of struggled in terms of like spacing they didn't have guys who created space they have guys who benefited from space and that Landry and Austin Hooper were two you know perfect examples of this they couldn't create anything but other guys could create for them and the Browns needed more space creators so that combined with the fact that the Browns obviously love using tight ends. So you would think to contrast and sort of give the Browns an option in terms of how they want to spread things out, that they could bring in a guy who could give you a little more speed and quickness in there. Um, Kyle Phillips is not super fast going in a straight line, but he's very quick. Uh, Khalil Shakir, a little bit halfway in between but has a little more vertical speed him and so, buffalo oh my god khalil shakir and buffalo oh yeah not my favorite go ahead. um so you look at it and you go okay like to be clear you know david bell has an is an nfl player i think he will be a successful nfl player um i just have questions in terms of the fit in terms of what it does but it also may be an indication that they feel better about Anthony Schwartz than anyone else does, because if Anthony Schwartz can take a major step forward, they can put him on the outside and have Amari Cooper slide to the slot. If they do that, then they've got sort of a ability to stretch the field more package versus a more of a churn out yardage, uh, get a key first down or red zone package. Um, so, David Bell absolutely has ability. I think there's a lot to like about him. Um, I again, it just comes down. This comes down to preference. Um, this comes down to what do you think uh, think uh, about how you want to play offense? The Browns clearly like what they had um, in terms of that sort of combo player, like Jarvis Landry could be, where he could play a wing or a slot receiver or things like that. Um, David Bell's a power slot. I mean, that is what he's going to be. Um, there, like I said, if you get in the red zone or short yardage, there could be situations where he could play on the outside, but I think he's going to get chewed up and spit out, uh, against, you know, against traditional corners between the twenties. Uh, I think it's gonna be a really hard time for him despite the strength. So it makes a ton of sense. They got good value. He's obviously very young. He's super, super productive, which on its own, can really help you out um, in terms of success. He was explosive. That's his, that's sort of his thing, but he's just not fast and he's not particularly exciting. He's sort of that, um, you know, that uh, you know, lunch pail type player that, that 
you know, fans can certainly gravitate towards. Uh, but I also think this is the end of Jarvis Landry with the Browns. Unless David Bell goes to minicamp uh, and either tears his ACL or just sucks and just can't get open for anything, uh, I don't see any reason for them to bring back the exact same player but smaller than 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 uh, Bell. It's a big man's game. It's a big man's world. It's kind of the way it works in professional sports. First thing I, I want to I, I want to come with here, Pete, is um, you know Donovan Peoples Jones. Obviously, production was nowhere near elite in his time as at Michigan. Tested like you know a really solid elite athlete. Anthony Schwartz, you can run sub four three. That's it. Nothing else matters. Production, um, you know, and for Donovan Peoples Jones, production at Michigan was not totally undue to himself. Uh, it was due to offense. It was due to quarterback play. Uh, Anthony Schwartz, uh, you know, the production better than Donovan Peoples-Jones, but, you know, certainly you wouldn't consider it elite in this time at Auburn. Again, offense, quarterback play involved. But now you had Donovan who tested like an elite athlete. You had Anthony Schwartz, you know, sub 4-3. That's going to get you clear, noticed, obviously. Anthony Schwartz' production at Auburn was top of the line because their offense was so bad thanks to one Bo Nix. Yes, well, you know, Bo Nix, Patrick Nix, um, a whole bunch of you know people who live off of their name as playing quarterbacks and are just yeah you know, okay college quarterbacks. But my point here, Pete, David Bell. Um, this is one where David Bell look the athleticism. I'm sure for the most part, the Browns threw it out the window. Brown said, "Look, production is production, and you know for and maybe you old schoolers." Um, as far as, you know, Cleveland weather and these types of things, David Bell played in the Big Ten. Not that Donovan Peoples-Jones didn't. But this might have been one where it's like, look, we know what he is. We know he can produce. We know there's limitations. But, you know, uh, you take David Bell at 99, you can probably, you know, put him out there. And it's going to depend on the amount of playing time he gets. But to say 50 receptions as a rookie, which you couldn't say about Donovan Peoples-Jones. You certainly wouldn't have said about Anthony Schwartz. Granted, a lot of missed time put in there. But if David Bell gets ample reps, you say, you know what? 50 receptions, 500 yards, touchdowns, variable. But you think you know right away he can give you this type of production. Yeah, I, I assume they they expect he can step in and play right now. Um, there are maybe finer points they want him to work on. Like I said, I haven't seen him do a ton of blocking at Purdue, uh, but overall, he's got a skill set and proven track. All right, on first and ten, then you just put put Bell on the sidelines, put Donovan Peoples Jones in the game, and then when you you, know, you decide you're going to throw it, I mean, I know it's a tell, but you know, I think David Bell, look for as limited as he is, I think we know what he can do. But continue, Pete. Yeah, look. The, you know, there are teams that like to run super small slot guys or could match him up against the linebacker. Those are types of matchups he should succeed against uh, because he does have that size and strength, but is quick enough to beat uh, linebackers and potentially safety. So, like I said, I, I think he absolutely has a an NFL skill set and will be an NFL player. Uh, I only have questions in terms of fit and what it does for this offense. No, no, yeah, I am totally with you. But I think this is a player that's going to be, you know, this is one where maybe people weren't so excited about it. But I think, you know, once we get to the point where games are being played, it's going to be, oh, David Bell was a really kind of nice selection. And I know it's difficult, and, you know, I'll let you speak on this, Pete, with this class. But, like, you get started at 68. You don't have a first-rounder to begin with. 
Um, and then you move from 44 to 68. And this is always the, you know, obviously the analytic approach is, you know, you're looking for the future as much as you're looking for today, which led to the big move down, which led to other moves, which created, you know, the Browns. You're not going to have a first round pick in 2023, but you're going to have two threes, two fours, two fives um, with the moves they made over the weekend. And of course, moving on from, again, Troy Hill. My apologies, Troy. Sorry about that. I appreciate the DM, but sorry about the calling you tight. Hell on, man. Um, but Pete, the, you know, you have to play this in a different approach this year. Um, you know, everybody, you know, go get this guy, trade up, this, that, and the other thing. You want to play the long game, certainly as far as the drafts are concerned. And a lot of this, and I'm gonna come down to this again, you know, Deshaun Watson, and we don't have a ton, bunch of time left, Pete, here, but I'll let you answer, answer all this. Deshaun Watson is supposed to overcome a lot of deficiencies that you may have about other things. When you make this move, three first-round picks, you make this move $238 million guaranteed, you know, a lot of whatever somebody's concerns may be with the wide receiver room or this player, this wide receiver, this right, an elite quarterback, which the Browns obviously consider Deshaun Watson to be, needs to overcome some of this. Sure. I mean, look, if they, if obviously it depends on the evaluation, but if they were that convinced with the receivers that were available, they could have taken uh, Sky Moore at 44 and moved right on. He ends up going to the Chiefs, which is another one everybody's going to look at and, and second guess if he goes off with the Chiefs. Um, obviously, George Pickens ends up with the Steelers. And then, you know, the conversation is guys like Khalil Shakir or Kyle Phillips compared to what the Browns get with David Bell. But yes, Deshaun Watson absolutely has to carry some of this and absolutely has to make guys better. Um, I I can't help but think, though, in part, that if the Browns were really hard-pressed to say we want to get a receiver, that maybe they would have – they might have waited in part because they expect Watson to get suspended and weren't really that excited about getting uh, a a brand-new receiver with the 44th pick uh, to to catch a bunch of passes from Jacoby Brissett. Um, I don't think Andrew Barry works like that. Obviously, um, he's always he, he made it, this draft, if nothing else, made it clear how they operate in terms of about the future and the long game. But uh, they have a interesting receiver core. Uh, they drafted two guys, which is what I was hoping they would do in this draft, um, and then they signed three undrafted free agents. So it'll be interesting to see what they find out of this. I mean, they've got a guy who looks like a Donovan people's Jones clone in that mix. Um, so yeah, they look, they, they, and they're not necessarily married to any of this. They could go out and get another veteran. I still think Tyler Lockett's a good idea for this team. Oh, you're a trip. You're a trip, Pete. Um, I think they're close to done. I think it'll be a minor veteran move to close this room out. Um, I think they are more than satisfied with the growth of Donovan people's Jones. I think they're looking at, you know, when we were all in college and we're struggling in the class, all right, let's bail now, take an incomplete. I think Anthony Schwartz has an incomplete as far as what his rookie year was with the time missed. Um, Pete Smith, um, Pete's crushed it this week, obviously, with his team over at um, Browns Digest, uh, Browns Digest, uh, down, uh, Browns Digest.com on, I'm um, sorry, SI.com, Browns Digest. Um, it's been a long weekend. Voice is failing. I can hear the girls screaming in the other room. But check everything out. Pete and the team have been crushing it this week. A lot of content put out, a tremendous amount of content put out. And, of course, as I mentioned, Google 2022 Browns draft class. Guess what comes up? 
PeteSmithSI.com. Proud of you, buddy. You're always rocking it. Um, make sure you follow Pete at underscore PeteSmith.com. I'm sorry, at underscore Pete Smith underscore. What the hell is going on here today? Um, show yourself at Lockdown Browns. Follow back account. DMs are open. Me personally, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Appreciate all of you. Make Lockdown Browns your first listen day in and day out. This has been your daily delivery of all things all LGB on the LLB. Let's go.